my body's been resilient through it all. My health has been resilient. My mindset has been resilient. I know that I'm made for something more because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Well, welcome to another episode of my podcast. This is Moira Gorski. I'm so glad that you came back. Now, this is Eating Disorder Awareness Week. This is also a two-year anniversary to starting this podcast. And I am honored to bring to you today a very special guest. The very special guest is my daughter. And if you have listened to my podcast, I thank you for that. And you've heard, um, you've heard about my daughter. You've heard about the impact of her eating disorder in um, my life. We've, you've heard wonderful stories from others who have recovered. And um, I am blessed to have my daughter back at home with me. And um, I asked her today if she might want to come on and talk a little bit and uh, and share a little bit. And she said yes. So she's here today to just um, share a little bit because as I mentioned all the time on my podcast, my her story is not mine to tell. My story of being a mother and a caregiver through this journey um, and what I've learned through my own uh, journey of life and my own eating disorder, that's my story to tell. But I've left the story of Anna to Anna. So welcome Anna Gorski to my podcast today. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so I start all my guest interviews uh, with sharing your story. But what I tell my guests to is, um, and you've heard it, that just share, you know, perhaps parts of your journey that you feel is your um, story that's, that's beneficial, you know, to, to share today as we get started. All right. Well, my story kind of... St- my struggle started about seven years ago, and it's been an on and off, in and out of treatment battle. Um, home, away, home, away. And this past year was a full year away from home. Um, it was definitely tough, and there was lots of tears, and there's a lot of times that I wanted to give up. And I also know that I knew that there was, that wasn't, that wasn't an option because I had told myself it wasn't an option anymore. Um, a lot of it was going back to the basics, just getting the bare minimum, bare... Getting back to the basics. Back to the basics. So just like food, water, getting the nutrition back in, getting a lot of sleep, because the body needs a lot of sleep when we've deprived it for so long or been manipulating it or pushing it really hard. And so a lot of rest and rejuvenation in that way. And then also I added in connection because throughout all of this, I have met such incredible people who have offered me so much compassion, so much empathy, and just a lot of humor too, to help just ease the stress and anxiety that is so prevalent within the journey and the struggle. So just really, really grateful for all of those individuals out there and out of all the treatment, that's that's the most consistent thing through every single place, going back to the basics. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for that. And, um, you know, we've had lots of ups and downs with our relationship. You know, I, I'm blessed to, again, say that I've got my daughter back and we're learning a new way to have a relationship, if you will. And um, so what do you have to say about that? Or how do you feel like, you know, the eating disorder has impacted our relationship or what's been the most difficult thing about that? Well, one of the most difficult things is it just, the eating disorder robbed me of my joy, sanity, peace, and my passion and just zest and drive for life. And how that relates to my relationship with my mom is I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to do my eating disorder and that was it. I didn't want to watch a movie. I didn't want to bake. I didn't want to sit down and talk. I didn't want to have lunch out. I didn't want any of that. And so that was the start of it. And then before you know it, I didn't even want to be around people. So everything just ticked me off. And she tried so hard to try and pull me out of the depths of my disorder. And it just didn't work because I was so deep in. And just I... I know looking back at all the times that we either had a screaming match or, you know, silence or just trying to force me to do things or me just being defiant, out of all of it was love. And there was never a moment of time that I didn't think that my mom wanted the best for me. It's just the eating disorder is so strong and so powerful. And my therapist used to tell us that we have to respect the disease in the sense that the disease is powerful, it's insidious, and it's it's persistent. And through through and through it all, we can try everything. But once you're at a horrible place physically, your mentality goes down, and like I said, all all I wanted was the disorder, and that was it. I didn't want family time. I didn't want fun time with my mom. I didn't want to go shopping. I didn't. I wanted nothing to do with clothes, nothing to do with my body. Um, but that's something that I just want to share a little. When we went shopping the other week, and I had to get some new clothes that actually fit me, and um, it was it was a difficult time, but my mom being there beside me made me feel like it was okay to be in a woman's body, and that is something that I'm really working hard to accept. So just having her there next to me made it all a lot easier, and I'm just really grateful for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that was a fun uh, that was a fun day going shopping, and um, yeah, I missed uh, I missed those times. And um, again, I've shared on this podcast many times that. Uh, um, you know, that, that you lose your, you lose your child, you know, and obviously I didn't, you know, we, Anna wasn't here for part of the time, so she isn't physically here. I lost her physically like that, but you know, they're just, like she said, she's disconnected. And, um, you know, it's something that, again, I've talked about on this podcast is kind of that grieving of a life with your child that you wish you had. And, um, I certainly have gone through that and knowing that, you know, looking back on this and knowing that there's only so much I can do. And again, like you said, you know, you didn't want any of it. So it had nothing to do with me or your dad or your siblings or your friends. You know, it's like you just didn't. The eating disorder just takes over as the main priority in your mm-hmm. life and really cuts. And it wants you to be secluded and, you know, cut everybody else out. And um Again, that's what I encourage people to do. And even when I had a friend reach out to me yesterday who's 
daughter got a call from her friend who said she's coming home from college and she needs to get help for her eating disorder. She goes, we don't know what to do. And I said, the first and foremost thing you can do is love her and just say, you know what, good job for you for getting the help that you need um, and just love her where she's at. You know, I know that you've shared a little bit again what you've learned and um, from different, you've been at lots of different treatment places. I always wondered, maybe you could shed light on this. Your dad and I talked about this a few times that sometimes, you know, the treatment places are helpful, but we also feel like, we also felt like sometimes they were, they like taught you new tricks or they taught you because you got, you were around other people that had different types of behaviors. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it, it really, you know, the eating disorder is a competitive disease in and of itself. And so when you get around other people who also have eating disorders, the disorders in us like to compete with each other. So, oh, she's thinner. Oh, she's eating less than me. Her meal plan's smaller. You know, all these horrible things that we think. But you do see people, I mean, I remember my very first treatment, it was like, who could cut up the hard-boiled egg into the smallest pieces? Everyone looking around the table, who could eat the slowest? Who could do this? Who could do that? Who was exercising in their room? Who wasn't? Like, all of these things that it was like, just the eating disorder was still trying to thrive and survive within a treatment center where the eating disorder is trying to be exterminated. So it's just a very, very tricky way to also see people for people instead of seeing people's diseases. Because you meet Susan and you think, oh, Susan, she must be a nice lady, but she's got this behavior and that behavior and other behavior. And it's not that you don't love her despite that. It's it's so hard to see her for anything other than those things when people are so deep in their eating disorder. So yeah, sometimes it is like, oh, I never really ever thought of doing X, Y, or Z with food or with my clothes or with exercise or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a new thing I could do. Maybe that can, maybe that can keep me safe. Maybe that can keep me protected. Maybe that can keep me in the disorder. It's just a, psych, a cycle of insanity because we're not really doing anything different. And so we're going to continue to be in the disorder. But something really, really prevalent that I did learn and that I want to express to everyone who listens to this is an eating disorder is not a skinny, privileged, white girl disorder. People of all body sizes and shapes, colors, men, women, transgender, it doesn't matter. They don't, it doesn't discriminate against one kind of culture or um, gender or anything. It's everyone and anything in between. You know, I've been with people who identify as transgender. I've been with women, men. I've been with young people, old people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And also, you don't have to be skinny or underweight to have an eating disorder either, or to be obese and overweight. It's not a weight disorder. It's not a weight disease. That is not what is about. It is about a lot deeper rooted things that food just becomes the way that we express the pain that we're feeling. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. Thank you for saying that. Um, you said it so, so very well. And again, somebody else I was speaking with earlier, that's when she was sharing, I'm going to interview her soon for this. She talked about that as she grew up she just didn't feel like she was seen. She was mm-hmm. an identical twin. There was all this comparison with her twin, and her twin seemed to get all of the attention. And she didn't seem to um, be seen. And um, that was part of what 
kind of catapulted her into. Um, but she also said her faith really brought her through, and she felt like she was finally seen by God, and that and that that love from God seeing her for who she was, she come to know that that never went away, mm. and that was the start of her, you know, start of her healing. What would you say that the things that keep you going these days, let's go there. Things that keep me going these days, I would say, are definitely the things that I'm starting to do. I've started to, it's silly little things, but dog walk and dog sit and bake and sell my baked goods and um, dance around my house to music. Things that make me feel good is what is keeps me going. And also the fact that I've been my body's been resilient through it all. My health has been resilient. My mindset has been resilient. I know that I'm made for something more because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here to this day to be able to speak about it because, you know, the disease really turned my life upside down. And just knowing that there's others struggling out there really keeps me going because I want to be a help to them. And I want to show them that there's, there's a life worth living out there for each and every one of us. Um, I've just lost way too many friends to this disease and, you know, this upcoming weekend with the Alliance for Eating Disorders, it's not one more weekend. It's called Not One More. Um, and it's a weekend where they do 16 hours of support groups and they do all these different things to raise awareness and raise support and promote so much positivity around the eating disorder and getting help and recovering and all those kinds of things because it really is... It's either you recover or you probably will die. It's really scary and we all would like to deny it and say, oh, it's not that bad, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not sick enough, I'm not this enough, that enough. But, you know, you don't think about when you're going to the bathroom, hmm, I don't have to go enough, you know? (laughs) Or you don't think about when you, like, just different things when, you know, you don't think about, oh, my shirt isn't blue enough, my pants aren't wide enough or there's not enough buttons on my pants. I mean, we just don't think about those kinds of things. And so we critique our bodies in such a way that we don't even critique other things, you know? Like, we love our dogs. We don't care if they're fat, skinny, medium-sized. If they eat all their dinner, they eat nothing. I mean, come on. We just love them because we love them. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, You know, just finding things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I don't think that it's little, <laughs> they're little things. I mean, I've spoken to so many people recently. They're like, oh, my cousin is a dog walker and she's, that's her main thing. And she's making bank and <laughs> and really loves it. And so I don't think those are little things. But I think, you know, like what you said, this disorder has taken so much of your life. And sometimes as a mom and perhaps who's listening could could understand this or think this, that like, we just want it to be like, oh, let's get back to normal. Well, the fact is, you can't just like get back to normal, like snap your fingers and like, okay, now I'm going to go to school, get a job, do all the things that a 22 year old would be. You've been in treatment. And like, again, this disorder has taken so much and think, what did you say, turned it upside down. It takes a while to right the ship and to get it, you know, to continue to get it stronger and stuff like that. So I think you're doing a great job and happy to support you here. And um, you'll see, I'll put some links in the show notes for the Alliance this weekend. Um, 
you know, it's a wonderful organization, a nonprofit organization that raises funds and awareness for for eating disorders. And um, and that's what this weekend, they've got all kinds of things going on this weekend, like Anna said. You know, if you could go back and tell that 15-year-old girl, 16-year-old girl who was feeling, you know, sad and a little less than enough and seen, like, what would you... What would you say to that girl today, if you could, or? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think I would tell her to, hmm. Well, I would tell her that there are people out there who love her, and just because it was a rough patch didn't mean that it was going to last forever. And really, honestly, I would tell her to ask for help, to get help because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about anything. I wasn't sure about, I didn't know, I became more aware of my body and more aware of food, but I didn't know really what was the right amount, there's not a right amount, but what was the right amount of food to eat in a day and the macro and micronutrients and things like that, I just didn't know. And so I should have just asked more questions. And I really wish that I would have wrote it out and I would have just told myself that friends come and go and that family lasts forever and they're there to love you and they aren't the, the enemies. And to just know that, honestly, just that nothing lasts forever and that that happiness could possibly be right around the corner. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. The last two years has not been um, kind to many of us and taught us many things that good and bad and what we can control and what we can't control. And, um, and my heart breaks because there are so many that mental health disorders and, and um, have really, really increased in the last couple of years. So just you saying, you know, just ask for help. You know, it's please. Um, oh, please, please, please. And, you know, if and we've seen it, right, like if the first therapist doesn't really work for you, then go find another therapist. There are different people. If you can't afford therapy, there are support groups. Um, there are online support groups. There are in-person support groups. There are so many people there that um, that are willing to help, and um, it takes you asking for help. And I just referenced something you said earlier, like you want to continue to share your story and help those help those that are out there that are struggling. And I think those, we've seen that on this podcast, so many of my guests who have gone through their own journey, they've gone on to help others because that's what their desire is. They've come through hell and they want to help those that are going through that because they can they can empathize with them and all that. So I commend you for that. And I know that you've your story will continue on and you'll be able to help many others as you continue to share. Any last words that you'd like to share before we close up? No, just like I said, everyone who's listening, you are loved. And please, if you're struggling, ask for help, reach out, do anything. I mean, anything helps to help yourself. And you're made for more, more than a job, more than more than something that defines you. You're made for more. Yeah, just that you're loved and you were put on this earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I wrap this up and close this today... Um, Again, if you've listened to my podcast, I have um, said a couple of times, and I've also said in my journal and in my prayers, that I hoped that someday, um, I knew someday my daughter would join me on the podcast. I didn't know when that would be, and I'm just so honored that you joined me today. Um, 
and I'm glad that you're here because I know that there are been plenty of days that um, you weren't sure you did want to be here on this earth and um, because that eating disorder the terrorist as I call it or the is that what I call it Mm -hmm. (laughs) negotiating with the terrorist that um, you know we were negotiating with the terrorist and a terrorist was taking my daughter's life and um, I'm blessed to have you as a daughter and I'm blessed to have you here sitting next to me and I know that I agree with you you're made for more there's a huge bright future ahead of you Mm -hmm. and I want you to Continue to know that, that you're loved by me, loved by so many, loved by um, God who put you on this earth. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. I certainly do appreciate it. Um, Again, it's a beautiful day for me, even though it's raining here. um, It's a beautiful day uh, when I can invite my uh, daughter to join me here. So thanks for listening. Again, look at the show notes. If you uh, do want to join any of the support groups or learn more about how you can um, learn more about eating disorders and also just learn how to help others that are struggling or if you're one that's struggling how you can help yourself so thanks again for listening uh, for two years of support i'm just humbled by the support and i cannot thank you enough for continuing to listen to share these podcasts with others and to know that life is worth living and um, there is always hope so have a great day everybody we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening if you like this podcast head over to itunes and leave me a five-star review Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.